0: Welcome to the WorkPrint Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and TheWorkPrint.com.
1: Hey there, and welcome to the WorkPrint uh, Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Christian. This is technically an episode of TV Talk. I didn't do research ahead of time, knowing what number this will be, but you'll see it when (laughs) it's posted. Um, And with me today is uh, our newest editor slash dude who's been doing all the TV coverage, Josh. Uh, Josh, you want to say hi? Introduce yourself.
0: Hi there. I like way too much pop culture stuff, and the chance to talk about Stranger Things was too good not to to pass up, so here I am.
1: Dope. And yeah, yeah, so this is us talking about, um, I guess, the finale, and I guess all of it, because uh, we didn't actually end up doing a Stranger Things podcast, even though I really wanted to, but that's okay. Um, So Josh, uh, your thoughts on this finale particularly, and I guess the season overall, because um, I'm going to, this is going to be attached to the article that I wrote, which is spoiler free, but anybody who wants to chime in with spoilers can listen to this, message us, do all the things, so... Yeah, what, what what did you think of the, the season,
0: season four? So, the first part of the season, I was not concerned, but I wasn't sure how I would, you know, attach to the characters now that it's been so long between season three and season four. You know, they're actually grown up quite significantly, all the kids. But I think this actually turned out to be one of the best seasons overall, even though they split it in half. And admittedly, the second half was very long for being two episodes, mm-hmm. but... I mean, they had everything I like about the show. They had all the character-driven stuff, the humor. The horror was really, really uh, prominent, and I felt that they did a good job of defying expectations a little bit in the very end, and kind of turning things on their nose when we thought we maybe thought we knew what was going to happen.
1: Totally, uh, I I agree with you in the sense that a, a lot of the nostalgia factor of what makes Stranger Things, meaning the '80s references. The, uh, the kids and just kind of like the D and D lore and just general nerddom, uh, and more importantly, the horror. The horror of season is really, Ooh. Oof. yeah. Um, so that that I, let's start with that because that's the thing that I think everyone's sort of taken aback by, and damn, yeah, uh, and are kind of um, I guess um concerned about. Do you think the horror was too much this season, especially given? the um evil dead and um and nightmare before Nightmare before christmas no, nightmare on elm street uh <laughs> references and, and the whatnot
0: i don't think it was too much because i can clearly remember a lot of horrible sh- stuff happening in season three with the you know pod people stuff and the creepy <laughs> flesh monsters and all that it, I think the biggest difference between Season 3 and past seasons and this season is that the horror was there right from the get-go, right from the first episode, when Chrissy starts floating and it's like, oh, God, what's happening, you know?
1: Yeah, totally, and um, it's we- it's weird because, um, you-, you know, they-, they did homages again to everything, especially 80s horror, and even Freddy, Freddy Krueger himself, if anyone hasn't had it, is actually in the season, which is kind of amazing to me. Um, <laughs> he plays the... Um, the uh the dad of um the um the psychopath and um... oh the uncle yeah the one whose eyes are shut or sewn shut in the uh, insane asylum oh that
0: one oh that guy yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah, actually that Freddy, Freddy Krueger
1: the actor himself which is I'll
0: be damned I did not know that that's cool yeah
1: like cause, like everybody loves this show this is easily Netflix's biggest hit and it is one of the most trending topics regarding uh really just everything um but yeah yeah.
0: That's pretty cool, and yes, I definitely saw all the Evil Dead parallels early on, and I was not bothered by it. But I also didn't mind all the Evil Dead stuff in the latest Doctor Strange. So you know, if it's fun, it's fun.
1: Yeah, totally, totally. And it, again, it fit. If like all this, all the things, it, this is definitely one IP where that kind of stuff fits. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so uh, regarding everyone's character arcs, I, I wrote a little bit about it in my review, but. There, there was just a lot to unpack and a lot to talk about. Um, I guess let's let's do a quick laundry list of like every character, our thoughts on like their arcs and just opinions and and stuff. Starting with our big, our big hero, heroine, whatever. Um, Eleven. What did you think of Eleven's storyline uh, this season?
0: I think it was important to show how it affected her not having her powers, and like that reflex was clearly still there, but she just couldn't do anything about it. Like when she was tormented in the skate rink and trying to make a life for herself. But I think it was, I think she probably, I mean, she probably had the strongest arc just because she was very prominent and very necessary to the whole story. Mm-hmm. The only difference is usually she's ready to fight, you know, from the beginning and here she was not at all ready until some, uh, interventions by, uh, Papa and company.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, um, what a revelation it was, uh, in part one, um that was probably my favorite thing of the season is um the her their final they finally explored her backstory that tied it all together but more importantly the um the one storyline, the big bad and how it all kind of brought itself together, making it very much a good versus evil eleven versus uh one uh kind of huge arc that this entire universe sort of unfolded around them um
0: yeah, the revelation that there it actually is a different big bad that was behind everything than we have thought for the last several seasons was pretty amazing. And the way they kind of revealed the, the identity of the villain and bit by bit and then that revelation at the end of part one and then leading into part two was pretty it was pretty awesome, honestly. I thought they yeah, did a good yeah. job of
1: that. Yeah. And yeah. again, this is a spoilers filled podcast, so we can just, just you say, feel free to say anything you want, really, and swear into the ladder. Yeah. I still have that reflex. I'm
0: trying to avoid spoilers. I yeah. I normally do
1: too. But yeah. like in this case, it's like we're giving the opposite of like, this yeah. is just all, all of it unfolding because it's, yeah, this is, I'm sure people really want to talk about this. Um, uh, the mind flayer thing was, a was a mind F to me. Um,
0: It was, and I thought that was cool, but I wasn't entirely sure how to, like, wrap my brain around it. I mean, (laughs) they kind of had the big villain montage in the second half, and it's like, oh, I'm the one that's behind this. The mind player is just my puppet, and it's kind of like, okay, I want more information about that. I don't know.
1: I mean, so I think from what I gathered, and I could be wrong because they kept it, and they gave enough information, but kept it semi big um, he came there, he explored, he did his little, like, I'm not dead, thanks Eleven, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. just gonna wander this thing, and he saw this gas thing, the gas particles, whatever you want to call it, um, which he then shaped into the Mind flare, the shape of the spider, which is what he was obsessed with, because he always wanted to be, I guess, a predator of some uh, sort. Oh,
0: well, you're probably right, that was what happened, I didn't get, I, I missed that one detail, that he shaped it, I, I understand he shaped himself after a spider, but... Yeah, I, I think... freaky web...
1: Yeah, I mean, like, and it all makes sense, because it's like, he, spiders are his his thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still, uh, maybe I missed it. Do you know why he's obsessed with spiders, besides them just being the predator, quote-unquote?
0: I thought it was just that he he was, he respected how much of an apex predator they were, and how they fed off of weaker things, and he thought, you know, obviously he was a budding serial killer from a young age, so he saw something Kindred in that, but I don't know why it had to be spiders and not like hornets or something else. It's just spiders are scary sometimes, so you know, go with that.
1: No, totally. And and uh, it honestly worked because uh, because I, I, when the when part one happened, like again, the, the biggest thing that twisted my brain was like, oh, it's been him all along, and the fact mm-hmm. that that was tied to the serial killing uh story with um. With the Freddy Krueger character, whose name is slipping my mind, ah, uh, but like the fact that that whole that whole beginning arc that tied to the season, I didn't think that it would tie everything together. But then it's like, no, that's a full backstory. That's a villain backstory, if anything. Um, and th- yeah. I thought that was brilliant writing because, um, again, it it is relative to you know to what we saw in season two, what we saw in season three, like the mind flare, and more importantly. Um, the possession and and stuff and this whole idea of breaking uh and bridging the realities i guess um (laughs) anyway
0: well also a quick nod to what you're saying the fact that there was like a throwaway line from billy in season three that they tied in to this season and made sense i was like oh that was really impressive for me what was the line it was like he was saying that I did all of this for you to Eleven. I'm like, what are you talking about, Billy? And then it's because wow. it's not Billy. It's Vecna talking through him. It's like, oh.
1: Yeah. And that also explains why the obsession between the two. And it does When you break it down this way, it does feel like a very good versus evil, like two uh, coins, two opposite sides of the coin type of thing, which is mm-hmm. very superhero themed. Um, right, also so, very 80s. Totally. Totally. Oh, my gosh. All right, yeah. so we've talked a lot about eleven. Uh, we've talked a good a good chunk of uh, number one. Uh, we can maybe talk a little bit more, but let's keep going down the line of the characters because there's a lot to unpack. Um, I don't know. You, you pick one since there's there's a lot of them.
0: So I've heard a lot of controversy about uh, Will this season. So we yeah. want to talk about him next.
1: Yeah, let's do that. Um, yeah, he's he's gay. <laughs>
0: definitely gay and he definitely knows that he's different but he cannot bring himself to say anything although he came really close i thought in part two
1: same but like i mentioned in my review like i'm i'm not against the storyline and every every outlet is like talking about this it was like one of the most trending things for day it wasn't even just a little bit for days this was trending and i'm like me personally i i don't hate will it's just he doesn't do enough for me to care and... Well, he
0: was a lot, he was very, like you said, he was very important in season two. Yeah. And then he was, like, doing all the amazing acting that actor is capable of. But I agree that while I think they're trying to give him time to grow as a character and not, like, force the whole thing with his friends, I think he needed a little bit more to do in the season.
1: Same here. Because that, that seemed to be his only real arc in playing support. Yeah. But, like, he always plays support or victim. And because yeah. of that... I feel like we haven't really gotten to know him as compared to our other gay character who I mentioned in my review as well, Robin, who, like, Robin. like while she is gay and that is a storyline, like, her... The fact that I think we thought that she was going to be a potential love interest made, her side, made a side with her more uh, when she mm-hmm. was with uh, Steve, and then more importantly, you got to get to know her, her quirks, her behavior, her mannerisms, the silly things that make her her. You got to see her do things, and I think that's why... Like, her romance story arc, I don't mind as much. It's not, like, the greatest thing, but it's, like, I don't mind her as a character because we've seen her do the full Robin spectrum of, like, you know, who she is and the kind of... yeah. She's more
0: fleshed out, for sure. Exactly.
1: Yeah, that's a word. She's definitely more fleshed out than I think Will, which is bizarre because he's been there since the beginning. He
0: (laughs) has, but he was a victim season one, he was a puppet season two, and then season three, he was kind of... He was kind of on the back burner of season three too. Come to think of it,
1: yeah, and that's I don't know that's a problem. I, d- I did appreciate though that, and I I didn't I omitted this in the uh, in the review, the um the line with him and, or the, the moment with him and um and Jonathan because that was overdue, like that was
0: really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then Jonathan hasn't been getting a lot of uh good stuff this season either. I mean, they kind of take took him from the the nerdy hero who was helping the team and you know proving himself to nancy and now he's just the stoner with argyle which don't get me wrong i love argyle but i think jonathan's capable of more
1: i agree and my concern with jonathan's uh character arc for the entire series really was like i think you rooted it for him because he was the underdog who deserved Mm -hmm. the uh the girl like and like to get a happy ending but we're there now, and I don't, don't really know what else to do with this character, unfortunately, you know?
0: And you know what's really odd to say? Because I'm not usually a fan of the drop characters and anything, but I'm kind of rooting for Steve now as far as the romance side of things. I
1: think everyone is. But, like, I, yeah. so I, I, like um, I'm like i on vacation right now, and my sister's with me, and um, she she was watching this for the first time and, like, not knowing that I, I already know everything. And mm-hmm. um, I think she mention this to I don't know. She's she's one of those people who's like mentions things, who doesn't love stories but knows organization really well. And as a screenwriter I was like, oh crap, maybe she caught something. And she said this and that kinda of bothers me. Possibly the reason we're delving so deep into Steve's like motivation for wanting to get back with Nancy and all this back backstory stuff to make us really love inside with him is because maybe hmm. he dies before the series ends. Like this could maybe this is his way of building him up so they can well... rip the rug under you, you know?
0: they did do the same uh technique with one of my favorite new characters this season with eddie right before he had his final stand so yeah. it's possible i hope she's wrong but it's definitely possible that's
1: kind of what i'm afraid of too because i was like oh crap i didn't think of that and now that you talk about it fuck. <laughs> you yeah. know yeah
0: could... well he definitely started as a bad guy and he's had probably the most interesting arc of any character throughout the whole series yeah so it's definitely possible
1: yeah, I hope not, because I really love him. Uh, I guess, before we pivot to Eddie, because that is going to be the natural progression, let's talk a little bit yeah. more about Steve and, and his redemption and, and the Nancy stuff. Um, I guess, thoughts on Steve's transformation shown particularly in this season, from where we began to the end. Because we begin with a Steve know, yeah. who's like a womanizing, like, I'm trying to figure yeah. some stuff out, Robin's just going to be my BFF. And it's funny because him and Robin seem perpetually stuck in like adolescence of like done with college, but not figuring absolutely. yourself out as adult, which is a lot of fun to be honest. I feel like if they do a spinoff, those two are the ones I would absolutely follow in a heartbeat. Um, yeah. But like he, I don't know, he, he's he's got he's got these second feelings for Nancy. He's shown that he's a he's a dad figure very much so, uh, and he's more than mm-hmm. anything he's been the hero this season, like just always stepping up to the plate in weirdly badass ways. Um, yeah, I guess what, what do you think about that? Like, do you think it's a good thing, bad thing? As obviously, we're both Steve fans to an extent. So,
0: I mean, I, I, again, I'm not usually a fan of Drocks in general, let alone in f- popular fiction. But with him, it's not that he's a Drock, that's not why I like him. It's the fact that he went from such an asshole in the first season to so someone who failed miserably but f- keeps fighting to do the right thing. And just the fact that now he wants to kind of get back with Nancy again, but he wants to prove himself to her. That's why I like him this season more than anything.
1: He's like, you're right. Yeah. Um, he's
0: not—he's <laughs> let go a lot of his arrogance. He's still a goofball. And he's still cocky, but it's not as grating as it once was, you know?
1: Totally. And I hated him in season one, but he really oh, yeah. did redeem himself. And then some, like, I really just feel for him as compared to Jonathan, who was like, I, it's, it's, it's hard for me to watch him, because I am... He's it. definitely
0: moved backwards, I hate to say it, but he's gone that way.
1: I, I agree, and I, I think of all the characters in Stranger Things, I think he's the one I relate to the most, which makes me kind of upset with him, and myself. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. like if, if the, if, Well, no, Jonathan, yeah.
0: again, the, the lovable, nerdy character, who is kind of an adult, is someone I... I resonated a lot with Jonathan at first, you know? Yeah. And then this season, I just i don't know he got the short end of the stick or something i don't know why it just seems like yeah
1: his arc is definitely i'm just afraid of moving forward because he doesn't want to get he feels like he doesn't deserve nancy which is weird because they've been in that thing for a while and then more importantly he just won't make moves like you know college and stuff to move forward because and honestly i
0: understand that sort of fear and that hesitancy and i do respect his loyalty to his family same I think they need to do something more with him. I don't know. I, hopefully, they have plans for him in the final season.
1: I think they will because I I feel like uh, I mentioned in the um in the review plot armor, which I never really yep. noticed until straight like until writing that review. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of characters here who just seem immune. And I think, excuse me. Um, I think the um the buyers' kids and uh, uh, yeah. I think I think specifically they they seem to have pretty solid uh character plot armor that they just nothing can really mm-hmm. happen to them. Which also means that nothing cool really happens to them, too. Um, That's true. Yeah, because it's like, oh, if something happens to them, it's like, oh, well, we know they'll, they'll come out of it unscathed to some extent. Um, oh, let's talk something about Eddie. Nancy, since it's the, the triangle. Yeah. What do you think of okay, Nancy? let's talk about
0: Nancy. Uh, Nancy, I, even though she had kind of a similar arc to Jonathan, that she's maybe not sure how things are going to progress and some hesitancy about the future... She's always willing to do what she can to help everyone, you know? She's not afraid at all to see what's happening and to be the journalist that she kind of has become. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that about her, and I understand her still having feelings for Steve, but I guess I, I, I could be a little angry at her about Jonathan, but I think that's more of a Jonathan problem than an Nancy problem.
1: Totally, because she gave him every chance to just she say did. Yeah, what was wrong? Um... I like I like her overall too. Um very assertive and on top of her stuff, keeping the group together, coming up with plans. Like I it's weird. It's uh, she's like that. She's a really weird support in the sense that she f- she kind of pushes the group forward, but she doesn't have anything that she's absolutely pursuing herself at least that I notice
0: not after she like lost that journalist kid to Vecna, she's kind of just totally focused on helping after that you know how oh,
1: that was her motivation i didn't even notice it till now
0: yeah that was pretty harsh i mean that was before we knew what was happening it's like oh shit that poor kid you
1: know totally that that, that was horrifying the way the, the 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 horror of like the limbs bending and stuff it's like mm-hmm. oh my gosh
0: the limbs and the distended face and the eye sockets oh no 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 that's creepy
1: <laughs> yeah that was the that was a line for most people they're like This is no longer friendly '80s thing, and I'm like,
0: yeah, but it never was. (laughs) No, it's always had that horror. Even season one with the Demogorgon, that was pretty horrifying, honestly.
1: I think it was, but like this one was so visceral in terms of the horror that people just weren't expecting this, you know? Mm -hmm. I think you can. I can see that. Yeah, you can survive like an evil thing jumping on your face, or or somebody like brutally killing something, but like the the way that that's like, oh, that wasn't supposed to bend that way the the way yeah. that limbs bend and and things.
0: Although I would still argue that the, the pod people element of season three was really disturbing in its own way. So it's not like this is the first time we've ever had that sort of horror.
1: That's true too. Yeah, and I I did love that about that season. Um, yeah. All right. So on r- the so good
0: on the Nancy track again. I loved her team up with Robin in the first part. Yes. Her, the fact they were not friends at first, and it was clear Nancy thought Steve had feelings for Robin. That worked really well. I love how they kind of developed a friendship afterwards.
1: No, a hundred percent, and I I, I agree because like that's the that's the kind of a lot a lot of Stranger Things is relationship based, and that I think that worked super well because of that. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Um. All right, you you pick the next character because I feel like I'm done.
0: I, I feel like I have to talk about Eddie before I I get all the emotions out. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, at first, I have to admit that I thought there was a chance, a very small chance, that Eddie might be a bad guy. Just a little bit. Just because he was so charismatic and so just, I don't know, full of his own ego. And I was like, oh, I've seen bad things happen to people like that in the show before. But then it's clear that he's very much a victim of uh, mischaracterization by everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that he goes from like someone who's terrified and running to protect his life, which uh, honestly, at most anyone would do what he did, he goes from that to someone who is fighting and losing his life just to give buy some more time for the good guys to do their job. It just he really won me over.
1: Same here. Um, everything about him was cool, and he was he was a nice guy in the end. That's kind of why everyone was super. I think everyone unanimously was heartbroken about this. He really did seem like he was gonna be the new character to stay, but nope.
0: I would have loved it, but you know, if you're gonna go out, go out thrashing a guitar and smashing bat things until you can't anymore.
1: That was pretty badass. I will, I won't say, <laughs> I won't say names, but a reviewer that is much more famous than us, um, they uh were not happy with the eddie storyline specifically because they said you know stranger things is nice but it follows the same patterns over again and they they made eddie's character akin to like the russians uh of like i think it was season three the the russian guys uh uh, that one character i can't remember his name off the top of my head the scientist yeah 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 and then the other one too um um was it sean astin um Oh, little, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, season yeah. two. Yeah, season two. Because it's like they always add this lovable character who ends up doing the heroic sacrifice. And it seems like every season they do that. And it's always this new person as compared to one of the older cast members. And I'm like, maybe, but in this case, I don't care. Because I really like Teddy. <laughs> yeah, I
0: think differently. Sean Astin is another character who I, I love the actor, but I thought he was. I don't know, I thought there was something bad about him until he had this heroic sacrifice, and then I was like, oh, I feel badly now.
1: Yeah. And the
0: the Russian scientist was kind of a jerk until he did the right thing, whereas Eddie was just kind of the lovable goofball who no one knew who he really was until he showed us who he really was, other than maybe Dustin.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, okay, so uh, because he's so critical to that arc, I guess let's 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 pivot towards that. If, uh, do you have anything else to say about Eddie, or...? R.I.P. Eddie? Nope, I'm good. Okay, we cool.
0: Can, we can move on.
1: All right, so then Dustin. Ugh, oh, Dustin.
0: <sighs> He's I feel a... badly what happened at the end, but I feel like Dustin is always true to himself as a character, you know?
1: Totally, totally. Um adorable never stopped being adorable to me at least um funny relief <laughs> yeah. but also brilliant um his girlfriend played a big role to figuring out not as Elle brilliant is. as Susie, but yes yeah, yeah Susie <laughs> did a great job of, of getting you know l where they needed to be um yeah so like uh i don't know dustin dustin always plays this amazing support that you kind of just love i feel like he didn't have as much to do but i didn't care like i feel like He's just the guy that you have there to add that element of like lightheartedness in front of all the dark stuff. uh what do you think?
0: yeah, I agree that he's he's not comic relief, but he's kind of one of the heart characters who you just are rooting for the entire time, and I think his relationship with Eddie was really integral to me not finding as much so It doesn't think maybe get as much screen time as he could have previously
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. um I'm trying to think what else I, I don't know that that. What is his name? Uh Gatin Mazar or something like that. Yeah. His yeah, actual yeah. name. Yeah. He's just he's he's so hard not to love as a character. You know, he's always saying exactly how he feels to anyone and just he just gives people the the side eye when they're stupid and I don't know. He's great.
1: Yeah, honestly, I just I think everyone kind of just wants to give him a hug. That's why it's like
0: yeah, yeah, and he finally has teeth now, so that's cool too. You know? Yeah,
1: totally. Oh man, <laughs> that's that's really cool. It's weird seeing all the kids grow up finally, and I can't.
0: It really is. Yeah. I, I,
1: it's gonna be even freakier when. Cause there's definitely going to be a time skip of some sort for season five, I think. So they're going to be even more adults. <laughs> this next. Didn't you,
0: I think you told me that you thought they were going to be like college age for the next season. That's what
1: I thought. But obviously with the way that this ended, it looks like it's going it, to
0: move a little faster than that, but who knows?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Unless, well, no, I can't, I can't even speculate cause, cause yeah. Um, I, I always, I was always under the impression that this was going to be uh them high schooled and them as like young adults, but then it, it seems like we're just the whatever the end game is. It's it's happening now. So um. yeah,
0: it's happening real quick. Yeah. Uh, okay. Techno not waiting.
1: Yeah, I know totally. Uh, yeah. uh I'm trying to think who else. Want
0: to take out more of the core group?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So.
0: So we want to go with Mike or Lucas next.
1: Let's do Lucas. Natural after okay. yeah.
0: Lucas, I. I, I I find it funny that of all the, the core the core boys, I should say, the, the group of four, Lucas is the only one who's, like, grown up, and he actually looks like he could handle himself, you know?
1: He, he does. Um, It was really cool in the finale seeing him stand up against, like, the job. Him
0: standing up to Jason was my favorite thing of part... One of my favorite things of part two, because I was so tired of Jason's shit, and I was like, someone had to tell him all that, you know?
1: Totally. And... It's it's I like that he called him out as like a psychopath specifically because it was like yes. yeah you kind of are. Um, yeah, the,
0: the whole normal versus nerd dynamic he really embodied that really well I thought.
1: Totally, and, and it wasn't it wasn't like a lot. It was just the right amount. But specific, like if it wasn't like that storyline was really dope. But the other the one that touched my heart the most was um his relationship with Max and their little sketch pads yes. towards each other, of like, oh hey this is you know the um. This is us going to the movies and stuff. That was really cute.
0: That was really cute. My only tiny complaint about that scene was that some of the things they were writing, I could not read. And it's like, I have the same issue with like shows that have people texting things to each other. It's like, if I can't read this, I don't know what's happening, (laughs) you know? (laughs) That's true. Other than that, it was a very touching scene.
1: Yeah, totally. And oh, and I also forget his his relationship with Erica is pretty dope too. Like that was a really cute this season.
0: Erica is also, even though she's not the core core group, she's awesome. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anytime they have her on screen, I'm happy.
1: Yeah. And I think it, it does a good job of adding tension because like her and her brother always feuding just makes mm-hmm. those like duller, um, we'll do exposition in a fun way moments, just that more invigorating because it's, it, yeah, they bounce off each other really yeah. well. she's a lot
0: like uh she's a lot like dustin that she is not afraid to tell you what she's thinking at all which is part of why we love her too i'm sure
1: yeah totally and uh their their plan at the end that plan at the end was just oh it was a it was good but it was a mess you know um
0: you know i mean it's kids you know of course it's gonna be a mess but considering they know they had 11 to fall back on it was as good a plan as they could get, you know? Yeah,
1: which I give them credit for and I think they did a good job of pacing it out and building the right amount of tension with, uh, the with, yeah, pacing out, the
0: juxtaposition of the music and the visuals was just so spot on in the, like, last fight scene. It was just really well done.
1: Totally, and honestly, the, the soundtrack this season has been killer. Oh my gosh. Yes. I have that Kate uh, Bush song stuck and the Kate Bush, Yeah.
0: That's stuck in my, yeah. Kate Bush. That's stuck in my head. And I'm not a Metallica guy, but master of puppets is stuck in my head now. So yeah.
1: That. Yeah. That was, that was awesome. <laughs> that, that, was that'll yeah. That's the most metal thing the show will ever do. Um, yeah. All right, so you mentioned. Uh, well, are we good with? Um, are we good with Lucas? I think Lucas. Yeah. Okay. So then. I
0: think we covered it. I mean, he went from someone who was trying to belong to one group to someone who found his group is still who he wanted to be part of. So yeah, I think we're okay with Lucas. He was great.
1: Yeah. All right. So Mike, the. I feel like he's supposed to be the main character, the everyman voice, of the series, yeah. and um, I don't know. Like for me, it's just he's there he's trying his best to make 11 happy and make sure she's okay and that's that's kind of it i I wasn't the biggest fan of mike this season but i was never the biggest fan of mike in general what do you think i
0: think that mike suffered a little bit from not not quite as much as will suffered but he just didn't know what to do this season other than just being a supporting character for 11 yeah
1: yeah, because he's, he's, uh as Will said many times, he's the heart of the group. And I'm like, is, is definitely, he? Definitely,
0: yeah. Okay. I mean, for Eleven, yes, that's true. I don't know about the rest of the group necessarily, but for Eleven, he's definitely the heart of her. I
1: feel know? like Will's just projecting his obviously gay romantic feelings for oh, his BFF, but hey, whatever. Will definitely
0: <laughs> has feelings for Mike. There's no question in my So mind.
1: is he really the heart of the group, or is he just super attracted to this kid? I don't know. <laughs>
0: I don't know which is true, but I think that when it counted, Mike was the tether to bring Eleven back to, you know, what she had to do.
1: I So that made sense, and I get it in a Love Conquers All kind of storyline. You know, mm-hmm. it reminds me of Harry Potter. But that, that whole monologue at the end, I don't know how you felt about it, but for me, I'm like, you guys are children. <laughs> I understand the importance. It a heavy-handed. I yeah, yeah, I was right. like, you're talking about love and stuff. Aren't you like 14 or 15?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm sure there's kids who have had feelings that mirror what they said, even if it didn't feel as organic as it could have felt, maybe. Well, I was totally
1: one of those kids, too. But, like, looking back, I'm like, I was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and here, yeah. you can't even say that because, like, the, you know, stakes are on the line and the universe is ending. Right. So it's like, I don't know. It's, I, I didn't mind it, but at the same time, I'm <laughs> like, this is super campy. Yeah. Oh. Uh,
0: it definitely
1: is true, yeah. Yeah, um, was there anything else about Mike? It like the entire story for him was just him and him trying to tell Eleven why he couldn't say "I love you" and then obviously saying it at the end.
0: I don't think there's much more to him. This I'm thinking. I mean, his family wasn't really involved. It was just yeah, that's pretty much all he had to do.
1: Um. Is there anyone else from the court group or should we skip to the family that you're mentioning? Because I completely forgot about Russia and that storyline.
0: Yeah, there's that. Um, I'm trying to think we got all the boys, we got we mentioned Erica, we mentioned Robin, Eddie, yeah. Nancy. Yeah, oh, we, we can move on.
1: Well, Robin, my favorite character, I will say that her romance with that very um
0: Vicky. <laughs> yeah, Vicky,
1: who looks just like um that Sixteen Candles girl. What is her name? Oh, oh, I know who you're talking about, yeah. The, the redhead from, like, <laughs> I, what's up?
0: Uh, I was just going to say, the fact, the, the last scene, and mainly the last part of the show, of the second part, went a little long, but I'm glad they fit the Vicky Robin moment in, because there's, like, oh, she's your soulmate, Robin, got it.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: She started talking and talking about it. She can't, you know, filter herself, like, yep, okay.
1: And see, that's that's kind of why I love Robin as a character, is because, like, she's definitely not getting as much this season in terms of like things to do but the moments that she gets she's either funny or kind of just like has that particular motivation where like i don't get bored looking or like watching her on screen yeah you know compared to like i'm not sure i
0: could say the same about necessarily mike or of will scenes unfortunately
1: exactly that's that's kind of that's kind of my issue with certain characters a season but yeah we have one more season to go so yeah
0: right
1: um all right so let's talk about russia
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> an old country cow milk you know okay sorry <laughs> that's fine so i'm glad that hopper is alive i'm very glad and i i figured he was alive for a while now so the the whole uh, I know some people didn't like the whole Russia scene, or Russia Story. segment, I guess I should say. Yeah, I thought that they had to do enough time to make it relevant and to make it stick, you know? The stakes with Hopper and everything.
1: Same here. Yeah.
0: Um, I... I liked like, yeah, Yuri and Antonov. They were interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, and Antonov, uh, Game of Thrones, The Faceless Man. I, I will never get tired of that guy in anything.
0: Yeah, he's great. Yeah. But uh, my only issue with the whole Russia part was that in part two, I was hoping they would bring them back with the core unit faster. And the fact that they don't come back until the very end irked me a little bit.
1: Yeah. I I mean, it seems like that they just were shooting all of their scenes in in that area. I will say that it is kind of a cop-out that they had to go back (laughs) in.
0: yeah back into the prison yeah Yeah.
1: because like for me it was like okay well you guys have run out of ideas so we're just gonna go back to everything we just escaped i'm like that's okay
0: although having said that i really enjoyed watching uh murray with a flamethrower flamethrower and hopper playing uh king arthur with the sword was pretty awesome
1: that was but at the same time that was the entire reason for going back. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just like, oh yeah, we're gonna do this. And like the logic behind that and like some people did call this out. The logic behind why they went back kinda doesn't make that much sense because it's like so you're going back because it's a hive mine, and I'm putting air quotes because you can't see it because this is an audio cast. <laughs> um yeah. and but at the and you're you're you think that killing some of these things will help reduce the difficulty the gang is experiencing. With their respective story. Even though none of that seemed related whatsoever. When you really look at it. It's like was there ever a risk that the Russian. You know Demogorgons and stuff. No, were gonna... it,
0: it was definitely a stretch. And I felt that maybe the writers. Didn't know exactly what to do with that arc at the end. But. You know as far as just enjoying watching them fight and do things it was fine you know and it brought us the whole joyce hopper reunion which i really liked
1: oh no same here i think that was really the payoff was the romance because we've been, yeah we've really been waiting for that forever it was so hard to write that piece and not spoil that because i'm like this is the whole reason for it like everything else yeah. is just this is the reason for it because this is what you wanted and i'm like i wanted it too um and i'm happy it's just I just look no, back and I'm like, right. yeah, the
0: whole like shadow hive mind logic. It, I don't understand the, the like shadow particles going into the Demogorgon things very much, but that's just the nitpick writer part of me that's looking at it. So
1: I think it was because they used the shadow particles for the mind flare in, you know, one of the that previous is. seasons. So okay. it was like, we're just going to. We're just gonna throw that in here to make it make sense, and I'm like, I guess. What that- doesn't
0: make sense to me is that how would the Russians have the means to contain that sort of thing? They don't, knowing what it is. They don't,
1: and if we're basing it on real life, I, would, I don't think the Russians have the means to contain anything. <laughs>
0: That's also true. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, look how- I mean, the demo- if it's yeah. like one Demogorgon, I could kind of see that. Yeah. If they were lucky, but the other stuff is like.
1: Yeah, a whole underground lab. When I saw that, my mind immediately went Resident Evil. I'm like, this, nah. Yes. This ain't gonna happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the minute you see all those uh, demogorgons and behind glass, like, oh, those are gonna get out. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, so I'm trying to also understand they, the particles went into the the victims, I guess, or the people, and then those are all the demodogs and demogorgons, I guess, that were attacking at the end. Is that what
0: happened exactly? No, I thought I thought what it was is they said that they were shooting and the bullets hit the cases with the creatures in it. I thought they said the particles went into the demo creatures, okay. And that's why it made a difference for them to actually kill them because I guess it's all tethered to Vecna and it hurt him, which it seemed to do for in fairness, as far as how they filmed it. But, yeah, it's a little confusing.
1: It also was just really coincidental when you think about it that that happened in Russia, hurting Vecna. And then, coincidentally, Eleven's intervention happened at the same time, also hurting Vecna. And then yeah. the Molotov cocktail shotgun moment—that was probably the main attack thing. So I guess that one made that sense. Was. But the other two yeah, kind of were just stretches a little bit. Maybe, maybe Eleven—it's like okay, we're gonna try to help the group out in that way, but still, it's—I don't know, man. <laughs> it's it's convenient it plot writing, yeah. They yeah. were
0: definitely juggling a lot at that point. So yeah, I, I don't
1: know. It's it's fun to watch. It's just. You shouldn't, I guess we shouldn't overanalyze it. That's really it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just because we're fans more than anything. We want everything to make sense, so.
1: Yeah, and at the end of the day, like, this show is definitely still, like, the most, the biggest thing about Netflix. So I'm not super <laughs> worried okay. about it. Yeah. In fact, I, I have a gut feeling they're going to do spinoffs, like, multiple spinoffs.
0: So. You're probably right, because Netflix likes to keep people invested, especially now.
1: Yeah, they have to. But, like, if, if Game of Thrones is going to have spinoffs, I, I see no reason Stranger Things isn't going to do spinoffs. So. And
0: even yeah, even the, even the boys is
1: the... doing spinoffs, so it kind of makes sense. Everyone's doing yeah, spinoffs. Yeah, they have
0: the cartoon spinoffs. For, are you talking about something else for the boys?
1: Oh, no, definitely cartoon, but they're also doing an academy of some sort that's a spinoff as well.
0: Oh, interesting. I had not heard that yet. That's fun.
1: Yeah. Like, every everyone's just milking their IPs for multiple, you know, things. <laughs> um yeah. Okay, so we talked Russia, we talked most of the main characters. Was there anything we missed?
0: Mm. Uh, Do we want to spend any time talking about Jason being a horrible human being and his Drak brigade, or no?
1: Yeah, sure. Go for it.
0: I mean, the biggest thing with Jason is that I kept coming back to the fact that if he wasn't so misguided, he would actually have been helpful in stopping, maybe in stopping Vecna, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of like Nancy and the crew back in the Upside Down, but he's just so convinced he knows what's right and what's happening, and it just makes him such a horrible human being, you know?
1: It does, but I think because they survived there's room for the Stranger Things apocalypse for him to take on that role, I guess.
0: Um, well, it looked like something happened to him at the end there when uh, the uh, gates were opening. I thought there was like a squishing sound from Jason and I wasn't sure exactly what happened to him.
1: Oh, did he die? I completely missed that. I thought he
0: might have died. I'm not positive.
1: I'd I, I I have can't. to watch that
0: two and a half hour <laughs> sequence again. See, that's
1: the know? problem. It's such a long finale. Like I remember everything yeah. except the last 30 or 40 minutes because there, there was a lot that happened in that short sequence um you know
0: i actually as much as we're talking about jason now i don't think there's much more we have to say about him but we should talk about max we didn't talk about her
1: much. oh god you're right uh yeah no max is yeah. like the biggest uh, like I, I said it in the uh in the review max is the thing you don't want to look up spoilers for and like the yes. biggest character of the season outside of 11 um which i i like because she's easily my favorite or she was my favorite for a while. I think Robin's my favorite now. Um, she's a
0: very yeah. strong character. I like Max a lot.
1: Same. So, like, um, I guess let's talk about the, the good things. What did you think, like, she did dope in terms of the season, in terms of her story?
0: I think the thing about Max this season is she is so freaking brave Yeah. <laughs> all the time, and she's constantly... Uh, there's a saying about how being afraid is or being brave isn't about not being afraid it's about confronting the things you're afraid of even though you're terrified Mm -hmm. she embodies that to such a startling degree and i really she did a great job you know she's the first person to survive vetna's assault for one yes and then the way they dovetailed that in part two where she does get badly wounded by him but she doesn't die it's like she it's hard not to root for Max, you know.
1: Totally, and um, it's it's uh, she's badass in the sense that she is facing all of these things uh like head on. I think what's even cooler for me as somebody who was in Psych is like she's doing it while like addressing some serious fucking trauma, dude. Like everything that happened yes, with her brother, the whole everything arc
0: with Billy. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah, that that's cool. And the fact
0: that Billy was tormenting her in the first attack, and then. Lucas's, uh phantasm or whatever was a tormenting in the second part. It's just, most people would not be able to handle that. I'm just going to say it.
1: <laughs> no, 100%. And, like, I think before part two, I think Dear Billy was probably the best episode of the season uh, because yeah, of everything that was happening. Yeah.
0: I was close to tears in that sequence because I didn't know where it was going. I was worried about where it was going, you
1: know? No, same here. And, uh, I th- again, I think they did a great job of, like, saving her at the end. And it just it just made you really love the characters because when you get out, you survive something like that. And it's like, oh, man, like, the group did feel tighter than ever before, which is why her willing to go down that road again in part two was just like, <laughs> are you sure you want to do this? And to be fair, she seemed like she was on top of it with going into the, the memories that were, like, happy and stuff. But one thing yeah. started going awry, you know, you get that, that red herring of like, oh, okay, Eleven will save the day like she always does, but then she doesn't, you know? that That's the part that right. goes, what the fuck?
0: That, that was the one thing Papa was right about, was that Eleven may not have been quite ready enough for that battle, even though she still did her best. Yeah. And I hate agreeing with anything Brenner says, but he was kind of right about that.
1: Yeah, I think that's the part that hurts a lot of people emotionally. And then the other thing is, is when, like, Eleven tried... <laughs> You know, seeing if if Max was still there mentally in that coma, mm-hmm. dead, and like you just have to ask yourself, is she like dead, dead? And I don't know. I,
0: I, I hope not. I don't think she is, just from a writing standpoint, because I think there's a lot they could do with someone who survived that sort of trauma in uh, the final season. But I guess we'll find out.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be a while before we find out, but yeah, no, I agree. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um. And all, really, it's just, just. So so, this is something that bothers me, and I'm wondering what your thoughts are on it. Do you think it was fair to do a double take of this, like Max barely surviving the first time, and then us going through it again and having her go through all the things we worried about in uh yeah. in her episode before? Like it it feels ooh that that was loud. <laughs> Sorry uh it double was double definitely
0: emotionally manipulative of them.
1: Yeah yeah.
0: But uh, having said that, it, it it showcases her bravery more than anything, I think. And if she dies in the in the next season, if she doesn't make it, then I will be pissed. If she doesn't, I'll be okay with it.
1: Yeah, she makes
0: it. You know, she makes it through whatever she's coma, whatever she's going through. I'll be okay with it.
1: Same, um, yeah. I I just. I know I can't have it be the end here, and I think that's most yeah. nice people. That and there's one other one, one other super traumatizing thing I think everyone is upset about besides Max, and that it. Well, before we pivot to that, because that's kind of like I think the end natural conclusion. Um, was there anything else about Max we should talk about, or
0: just that I'm I, I feel like more than ever she's definitely part of the core group now, even though she was kind of an outsider for a while, you know.
1: Oh, and as far as I'm concerned, her and Robin have been officially core groups since, like, their, yeah, yeah, inception. Um...
0: The only other thing I'll say about Max, and this (laughs) is just wild speculation on my part, if she survives, I wonder if she'll develop some ability, kind of like Will has the Vecna radar, if she'll get something similar. I hope that's the case. That will also have made it worthwhile, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, I mean that that actually does make a lot of sense. And now I feel like hers should be stronger because she's been like tighter and closer to him than than Will ever was. Uh, All right, natural conclusion would be all of Hawkins. The literal, (laughs) it's now a literal hellfire. We are in the uh, the end game. I called it the thing because it it does feel like end game in that sense. Oh yeah, it's the apocalypse. It's it's happening basically. Like at first it was like okay upside
0: down. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> oh, no,
1: go, uh, you, you go ahead sorry you go ahead because I've been talking about bunch.
0: I was just going to say it's the upside down terraforming Hawkins and that's pretty much the most horrifying thing I could think of for that show
1: totally um, and it's weird too because it you know it, it seemed like uh, like Vecna kind of lost for a second there and then this happened but we know that he's severely weakened but at the same time yep. so is everything in town so I don't know
0: But he also fell through dimensions, getting blasted by lightning, and he survived that, so severely weakened for him may not be what we want, you know?
1: Totally, totally. I have no idea how you take it a step further. It's just, the only thing I can think of from here on out for Stranger Things is, like, are they going to do, you know, Stranger Things Apocalypse, where it's like, they're just trying to survive the dimensional gate being open? I don't know how they're going to play this one.
0: I wonder if the, the gates opening is going to spread farther than Hawkins, and if so, how much quicker, you know? I mean, if it
1: hits Russia, then yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I also, There's a lot they can do with that.
1: No, totally. And I, I just wonder, I mean, this is probably the last thing that should be on anyone's mind, is like, um, I wonder if this is the case regarding, you know, this end game of Stranger Things. Are we going to have time for high school? Are we going to have time for any of the stuff that makes them kids <laughs> I know I know that sounds yeah. so stupid and silly, but it's like that made so much of the story, especially this season. You no, know?
0: It's, definitely, it's definitely important that we still see them as kids and not, you know, as uh, Sarah Connor or John Connor, you know, from Terminator, you know. It's just, they can't quite be that.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I'm trying to comprehend as well. But I don't know how you do that because yeah. the season ends with the, you know, everything in an inferno and everything coming out
0: yeah it's gonna be an interesting balancing act i think
1: yeah um all right so we ran through all the characters we talked really just all the most of the points um was there anything cool or disappointing that you think uh happened this season
0: i have one kind of small disappointment cool. i loved the whole susie's family sequence and i love her getting more screen time The fact that that all led up to coordinates that didn't seem to take them to the right place really bugged me.
1: (laughs) I didn't even catch that. Wow.
0: Yeah, because they were like, where's the place? Oh, the coordinates here. Are you sure you got the right... It's like, guys, how is this not going to make sense, you know? That irked the hell out of me, personally.
1: I think... I think that's just... They had to move the plot along, I guess. I'm not sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was waiting for, like, Will or Jonathan or someone to, like, realize that oh they fucked up the coordinates this way but that never happened so yeah although tracks.
1: argyle meeting uh that one girl that he that seemed really oh, into him eden eden yeah that, that was,
0: was beautiful that was one of my favorite things about argyle and the fact that he can actually flip a pizza really really well which makes sense for the character but that was impressive to me you know? yeah
1: i will like again heartwarming moments that where he's trying to feed um is it will no, not Will. Uh, Mike. Mike and Eleven. Yeah, uh,
0: with pineapple pizza, and he's like, "No, no, don't give me pineapple."
1: That was cute. I liked that a lot. That was yeah. that
0: was nice. And the the uh impromptu pizza glasses for her uh chamber were pretty funny. I thought that
1: was funny too. I will see that again. This kind of is where I'm concerned. Is I think Argyle had a better story arc than Will
0: personally. I think that's true, and possibly better than Jonathan too.
1: Oh my gosh, that's so sad.
0: It's because we don't expect anything from Argyle, though he's the new guy. So,
1: yeah, yes, but it still seems like he got more than the others did. Um,
0: it's unfortunate for sure. Yeah, that,
1: yeah. Uh, I want to say, is there anything cool about Joyce and and um, but like that that kind of just fit with the uh, with the Hopper story? Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think Joyce that's... is very much a grown-up Nancy in a lot of ways. You know, they're both just follow the lead wherever they can
1: yeah yeah well, she was pretty badass just
0: oh she definitely is yeah
1: yeah i just i can't
0: think of anything else
1: um maybe that's the natural conclusion i don't know um
0: i will say i'm glad that uh papa is i think his storyline is done now because i didn't realize he was still alive this season until i saw him I thought he got eaten by a Demogorgon, and I apparently was totally wrong, so.
1: I think you messaged me about that, like, a while ago, and (laughs) I'm like, I don't know anymore. Because it's like, you cover these shows, and you kind of lose track over over years, and yeah. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: It's been a while between the last season and this one, so, you know, in fairness, but. Yeah. I, I was really perplexed by him being alive and well, and just as much of an asshole as he's always been, but, you know.
1: Yeah, totally. Ah, Stranger Things. Um, I think they'll they'll do a faster job of getting the last season out. Um, but that that's kind of all I know regarding uh, what's to happen next. Um, that and all the kids are grown up, so uh, it's gonna be weird. Yeah, they don't want to
0: wait too much longer for yeah. the kids to grow up fast. Though. Not cute anymore. Uh, yeah, Justin's still cute. Damn it, no.
1: Yeah. All right. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, I think that's everyone. So. Yeah, all right. Um, final thoughts on the season, and we'll call it a wrap, I guess.
0: Honestly, I thought it was one of their stronger seasons, despite the issues we've talk- touched on, you know. It had some really good character development, it had some really poignant horror, and it gave us a villain we didn't see coming. So I was happy with it.
1: Same. Um, For me, I, I think in my first review I said this was like, the best season of Stranger Things, with the exception, I think, of season one. But I think a lot of people like season one because they thought it would be a closed story of, like, that's the beginning, that was the end. Uh, for me, the fact that they were able to tie all of it together is phenomenal writing in my head. Um, yeah, and then um, there's just there's just a lot of heartfelt moments. It's really it. I think the only thing that people really would look down on or not look forward to is that this isn't the uh this isn't your family friendly stranger things like i think no yeah definitely not yeah i think season 3 kind of set the can't be expectations and the season was like hey you remember that this is a horror story mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but yeah that's that's just my thoughts on it cuz yeah cuz i know i know like a lot of younger it, it was attracting a lot of the younger audience and i'm like man i can't imagine being a teen or kids watching this now, yeah, <laughs> and not having I'm nightmares.
0: Watching it will be difficult.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Um, that was uh, our Stranger Things series finale, our season finale. Not series. We still got whenever that comes so, out. Uh, one more. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, Josh, where can people find you?
0: Uh, I write for the Workprint. I cover a lot of pop culture stuff here. I also write for uh, Hey Poor Player. And on Twitter, you can find me at Spear of Destiny.
1: Cool. Thanks. Uh, thanks for guesting, dude. Like always, always a pleasure to have you on and stuff. You are easily one of my favorite writers, uh, just in general.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that. And I appreciate you letting me join. It was fun. Yeah, totally.
1: Um, and for me, you know, Christian Angelus, you can find me at XN underscore Angelus on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, I write for The Work Prince. I write for a couple different outlets. Just just find me on my Twitter and you can follow along <laughs> there. Um, and that's it. Uh, yeah. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And I hope that um, you can run up that hill with no difficulties. Yes. <laughs> All right. Take care. <laughs> really bad Kate Bush joke. All right. Take
0: care. Bye, guys. <laughs>